Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Um, I, I think I posted on Facebook um, that Michelle uh, was on stage in Kennesaw, being the rock star that she is. And, uh, and, and that, yes, and that if she could get up early this morning and, and be on the show, so could you, because she's on stage putting all that energy out, right? So, but the point was, is my husband wanted to go. I wanted to go too, but I just got exhausted. And so we are in a great relationship and he gets to do what he wants to do. And I, and like, I didn't want to stop him from going to the concert, but he went, right? And I stayed home. And so how can you be connected and have a love relationship and not be dependent upon what you can and cannot do and still live your life um, with love and um, happiness. Um, And we have uh, Renata. Hello. 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 Thank you for being here. So without further ado, let me bring on Michelle. Grand Rising, beautiful sister. Grand Rising. So Renanda says, I went to Barrington High School. Yes, go Broncos! She says, lived in Tower Lakes. So thank you for being here. I'm so glad you're here. What uh, 
what class were you? Um, I was 1981. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> so we appreciate you being here this morning. I think this is your first time here. So, um, so me too. Okay. So I'm so sorry. We, I don't think we met. So, um, and if we did, I was like not doing so well in high school, so don't personalize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not healthy in high school. I'm just saying. So, like, if I don't remember, like, yeah, just chalk it up to she was sick. Oh, you changed your first name. So what was your full name in high school? Okay, so we're having a reunion. <laughs> so, um... None of us were best in high school. Yeah, I was pretty sick, though. I was uh, uh, hooked up on sugar, so Renata, and so there you go. Um, oh, totally understand. Uh, I'm sure there's reasons for changing all that, so uh, we will leave it be. It's just it does not want to disclose it publicly. Totally get that. Um, and so, you know, you can connect with me on Facebook or, or you know, um, somewhere else like that. Anyway, so we're talking about um, how to, what's, what's the title of our show? <laughs> Independence and Love Can Coexist. <laughs> really back in. So, Michelle. Um, and Michelle's voice is a little under the weather today, so we're all going to send her love. We're going to send her healing energies and grace and all of that. So uh, she has to be on stage again tonight. So um, talk to me about these unhealthy relationships where people are people-pleasing, they don't have healthy boundaries, uh, they're living for the other person, you know, how is that, how is that shown up either for you, for your clients, you know, for people that you know like that? Yeah. <clears throat> the biggest thing that I've seen is the, the effect of it, meaning when we don't love ourselves in a way that we create healthy boundaries that we can have a mutual independence and really give each other the freedom to be ourselves. We're not being ourselves. And when we're not ourselves and we're not giving the other person the opportunity to be themselves because we always want to change them or, you know, or we're morphing ourselves into what somebody else desires or expects. That's a really big thing. Did you, I don't even remember what the movie is, Michelle, but um, there's a movie where this woman had dated, I don't know how many different, like maybe say five or six different men, um, long-term long relationships, and each man liked different eggs. Okay? And so she at the end of the last relationship went out to this diner 
and tried, you know, sunny side up eggs, poached eggs, you know, scrambled eggs over easy, you know, hollandaise, you know, whatever it was to find out what she really liked. Because whatever boyfriend she was with, that was her favorite egg, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when we do that, when we completely lose ourselves for the hope or promise, and I'm going to say hope is the more appropriate word here, of love, then we actually are not, we're not in a relationship that's sustainable. Now, we may stay in it forever, but there absolutely will be something inside of us that says, this isn't fulfilling. Like, I don't know what it is. This just must be love, right? You've heard people say love is hard, love is, you know, difficult, love is painful, whatever. And while it can be all of those things temporarily, it should not be that in a loving relationship. It should not be that consistently. So we have to learn to love ourselves first, and that's the key to to the whole. I think we could wrap up the show with that. We have okay, to learn. We have to love <laughs> it was fun, but it's true, Michelle. Everyone I've coached, I've I started with, you know, you got to love yourself first, and which you know that was my issue. Right? I was a people pleaser. I didn't love myself first. And when I studied, and I was in, um, I was in counseling for, since I was 11 until about age 50, something, 54, 55. And Dr. Michelle Kukla, um, out of Palatine, Illinois, really helped me to have that discernment. She was the first one to help me have that discernment. But loving yourself first, and you know I'm going to tie this back to health, is really fueling your body with the right nutrients, um, you know, clean water, clean food, clean environment first, because we have to treat our body as a temple. And I did this kind of um, test, if you will, wasn't a very good idea. But it worked. I mean, the test was I didn't really take my vitamins or my nutrients. My emotional health plummeted. I was a hot mess. And um, I was depressed. And I didn't do what I needed to do. And I certainly didn't take care of myself. That's not loving yourself when you don't give your body what it needs to to run. It's almost like asking your car to run, right, on, I don't know, water, not fuel, not gasoline. Um, And then if you fueled your body with gasoline, which, by the way, petroleum is in a lot of our foods and, and makeup and crap like that, um, then your body doesn't run and you get sick and, you know, uh, those synthetics get stored in your fat cells. And um, 
So I'm very diligent now about making sure I get what I need first thing in the morning. First thing, you know, I, I take my nutrients, I get myself going. That's part of loving yourself first, giving your body what it needs, not sacrificing. And then I think when your nutrition will stabilize your body, you stabilize yourself, then you can, I think when you have a stable self, you can explore a healthy relationship. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, excuse me, even just being sick, having a sinus infection, Mm -hmm. you know, when you don't feel well, your fuse gets shorter, right? And when your fuse is shorter, those relationships that you have can certainly suffer. We don't, we're not putting the, we're not giving ourselves the grace, we're not giving others the grace. And so when we are irritable or we're not taking care of ourselves physically, we're run down. Those, all of those things can contribute to, you know, uh, arguments and things like that, which in and of themselves, they're not, they're not relationship killers. But if they continue and, and that is the pattern that you fall into for whatever reason, um, then, you know, nobody wants to be in a relationship where it's constant arguing, right? So there's all sorts of things that can contribute to the patterns that we play out in a relationship. And, you know, I'm always one to look at myself first. What am I doing? How am I contributing to this? If I'm seeing something in a relationship that I don't like, that I don't desire, what is is my part in this? How can I change what I am doing or how I'm perceiving? Um, Because a lot of it is perception, right, of our own upbringing, the way that we think. And just because we think a certain way doesn't mean somebody else has to think the exact same way. They're not necessarily wrong because they think differently. In fact, I think that makes a really you know, fun and interesting relationship. Um, And of course, you know, if you're looking for a long-term, you know, marriage-type relationship, um, you know, you're going to want to have somebody that believes mostly the same things. And, you know, you can't have somebody completely opposite. It probably would not work very well if you had completely different belief systems. Um, But... There is that independence that we all need. We all need to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, yeah, I like myself. I like hanging out with myself. I don't always have to be with my partner or my friends. I can just go to a movie by myself or go sit in the park by myself. There's something really um, freeing about that. Yeah, I actually, um, I actually have been that way since I was a teenager. Love it. I mean, like, I really, I, I'm a, I love being with me. 
have to fight with anybody, you know. But I wanna um I wanna share what our 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 um guests are sharing. Um, first of all, welcome Chris Klein. Thank you for being here and everybody else. Um, um Renata says uh, I found God again first and then follows as we grow um, all day, right? Um, there's actually not enough to be said for that. And to really connect with source energy, God, you know, um, and to feel the power of God in your heart is has been, at least for me, transformational. I remember it was August of uh, 2012, my father died. And um, I was working for a bank in Park Ridge, Illinois. And the woman, her name's Olga, said to me, well, you can't go to his funeral because I didn't get to go to my father's funeral. I said, okay. And I called up HR. Now, I've been with the company, I don't know, maybe not even 10, 12 days because it's August 10th. So I started the 1st of August. We were in training. I haven't even been in the bank yet. And um, I called it HR, and I said, so here's a scoop. My father died. Um, I'm going to his funeral. I've been told not to. I'm taking off the three days that I'm supposed to take off or I have the right to take off. And if you don't like it, you can fire me, and I'm okay with that. Um, Because you don't get do-overs, right, with funerals. (laughs) There's no do-over there. And I remember um, I was living in Palatine, Illinois at the time, and I remember looking myself in the mirror and thought, if I can look myself in the mirror every single morning and be okay with who I see, whether I'm obese or not, meaning who I am as a soul, because I was obese at the time. I thought, that's all I need. And that's the God job, right? Where you're listening to the higher self and listening to what you're really supposed to be doing. And stop listening to other people's program belief systems because of the experience that they had, which doesn't make a huge difference for you. And... At that point in time, and I understand that, uh, I forget her name, but she's a very, very famous, uh, uh, Maya Angelou actually has a similar quote. Maya um, Angelou has a very similar quote, but I didn't know really who she was, and I certainly didn't know her quote. (laughs) But this is what God told me. People tell you who they are. It's up to you to listen. And I'll repeat that. People tell you who they are. It's up to you to listen. 
And then if they tell you who they are, really, and you don't listen, that's on you. So if people aren't treating you the way that you want to be treated, first of all, teach them how to treat you. That's also your job, to set those healthy boundaries. And that's really what, I mean, I've always had God in my life, but that was a defining moment for me um, when he passed. And I think that, um, do you want to add to that? Because I think that you probably have a lot to say about having God in your life, source energy. You want to share? And I, by the way, everybody, I'm talking a lot and not giving Michelle as much air time because I'm giving her throat a chance to rest. So (laughs) it's intentional. So go ahead. And I appreciate that. Um, I think that, you know, God or source, spirit, it is all our soul is speaking um, because no matter what you believe, it's here. And when we listen to that, when we listen to that still small voice inside, we have the answers. When when you when you say, you know, people show you who they are, they tell you who they are, they do. And oftentimes we have our own ideal of what we want that person to be or be like or how we would prefer them to um, interact with us or others. And when we don't, when we don't take people for face value and we put our own intentions or expectations on them, either in a seemingly positive or negative way, however you perceive it, it can not only damage ourselves, but it can damage the other person. You know, if if we stay in a relationship with someone based on their potential, <laughs> we are thwarting our own growth and we may actually be harming them as well because we are all on our own journey and if we are not if we are not allowing someone to go on their own journey and we're puppeteering them it is certainly damaging them because they're not being given the independence to grow and learn as they are meant to. And as well, we're holding ourselves back because if we're constantly puppeteering someone else, we're way too focused on someone else and not focused enough on ourselves. Anytime that we listen to our soul, we actually know the truth. It's whether or not we decide to 
go along with it or we decide to control it or puppeteer it and kind of force something that may not necessarily be in anyone's best interest. So I think it's very important to listen to that voice. And when we do, that's when the beauty of a a loving, dependent or independent relationship comes into play where nobody is dependent upon the other one for truly anything. Now, do we depend on others? Sure, but not for our soul being fed. You know, we might depend on them to pick up the kids from school, right? But we're not dependent on them to feed our soul. That's the key. Um, that is so we have to feed our soul. Yeah, and um, it just occurred to me about that quote that God gave me. People tell you who they are. It's up to you to listen. Not only was he talking about the woman who said to me, hey, you can't go to your father's funeral. He's talking about me. I tell me who I am. It's up to me to listen to myself, to my inner voice. It just occurred to me now. Damn. Right? Right? And so, um, and Renata has some other really great comments here, and, you know, we'd like to explore some of those. She says, I find golden rule works do unto others. Our mouths are our own, are our worst enemy. Hope you feel better. Yeah, she will feel better. She's a master manifester. Um, our mouths are our worst enemy. So if you could imagine a tube of toothpaste, right? You squeeze out the tube and try getting that shit back in. Those are our words. And I know probably almost everybody's heard that before, but don't we need to be reminded of it? Look, I get triggered. I can have a mouth like a flipping sewer. You know, when it comes to, well, in the past, when it came to my family. And so, because our family knows how to trigger us in a heartbeat. They're good at that. They've lived with you. Like, I'm an expert on that. And so you could be mad at them or you could say, hey, like, like Michelle was saying, it's an opportunity for me to look at what's my trigger, why does it exist, how do I release the trigger, you know, does it really serve me? Probably not. It may have served you at one point in time, you know, but um, if it's showing up in other relationships, um, that most likely you don't need it anymore. What got you here, what got you there isn't going to get you to where you, you know, where you need to go. Do you want to add anything to that, Michelle, or are you good? Okay. And then she also says, Rock of Faith Walk changed my world, uh, realizing I have God to give those 
big, bad rocks. Oh, nice. And I'm the one choosing to hold on to those. You know, it's so true. Like, if I have crap, I give it to God, and then I can actually really feel the lift off my shoulders. Um, it's a choice to hold a grudge. It's a choice to be mad. It's a choice to be sad. It's a choice to hold those yes, big bags wrong. Michelle? I would like you, if, if you're able. If not, I can keep talking. <laughs> I think we hold on to, you know, so many things because that's what's comfortable to us. Even when <clears throat> it's not pleasant, if we don't know any different. So, you know, if we grew up in a household where people were fighting or there was addiction, there was abuse, um, there was neglect, whatever that looked like. If we if we grew up in that and that's what we knew from the time that we were a child, it is so much easier to find ourselves later in life in a relationship that mirrors what we learned as a child. Even when we grew up saying, I never want to be this way. I will be the opposite way. Our central nervous system doesn't understand anything different until we teach it. So we have to really, really be intentional and shift our mindset, shift our beliefs. Because when you learn something from the time that you are a child, your belief systems are formed, and it's very likely that you learned to believe that you were worthy of neglect, that you deserved to be abused physically, mentally, sexually, whatever it was. And even though logically it doesn't make sense, when that's what you know, that's what you believe. And so it's very important then, if you are listening to that still small voice and it says, this isn't true. This is not who you are. This is not what you deserve. Then you can begin the healing process of changing your mindset so that you can get out of a situation that was never yours to begin with. You just took it on from your surroundings. So that's what I have to add on that. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, um, you know, you inspired me to write this article, um, which I'm going to share real quick. So um, I write for Florida Women's Magazine and Topeka Health and Wellness. And I'm just going to show the screen. And I shared this on Facebook and on LinkedIn um, last, probably last night. And the, the title was inspired by Michelle. Um, I need a do-over. And actually, I would now change the title to I want a do-over. And I'll explain the word want versus need in a moment because there's an energy behind it that I learned recently. 
But basically what this is saying is that, you know, um, we can recreate what we want using gratitude, forgiveness, um, accessing the Akashic Records, uh, so that we can also, which allows you to access the history and the subconscious mind and all of that. And so if um, this is on page 17, and I'll post it so if anybody wants to read it later, um, you know, feel free to do so. So that's that. And then the other thing, and so let me address the, the word need versus the word want. The word need actually has a lot of energy behind it, meaning it puts you in a deficit the moment you say it, like you're not good enough. And my shaman friend, Shaman Michael Smith, said, because he's the one who brought it to my attention last week, he said, well, compare that word to the word, you know, F-U, and say it out loud. He goes, do you ever use the F word? And I said, yeah, I do. Um, and he goes, say it out loud, and I'll say the word need and see which one feels worse. And so I did. So I'll give you guys a moment. Go ahead and say need and then say the F-bomb. And one's lighter. And so we make everybody wrong for using the F-bomb. But the truth of the matter is, according to me, and according to my friend Michael Shaman, um, or Shaman Michael, is that the word need puts us in a deficit, makes us feel lack, we're not good enough, and what we did in the past isn't okay. So you can exchange the word need for want, I'm receiving, um, uh, there, he, he had some other, uh, options, but you can shift that one word and have a different energy around that you're good enough now. You don't really have a need for anything. You actually are perfect and we all need a little work. Oh. There you go. See, I'm still not shifting my word. You know, we call use a little work. So, so it, it takes time to shift that languaging. Okay. So, uh, she also, Renata also says, the most important bricks in our path, Jody. That is the most important bricks in our path, Jody. I'm so happy to see you alive and living the light beads. Thank you. Likewise. And she also says exactly, uh, this is relative to my father passing. She says, my father passed in COVID, no last goodbye, no funeral, awful. With, with my faith, I got through two, let go and let God. Yeah, my brother died during COVID and not from COVID. Um, but uh, she also says, ha, ha, ha. Wish America could get this because it's going to take God to recover from all the bull. Oh, my God, that laugh. Oh, so good to hear. I think it's a Susan laugh. I'm just going to say. Um, she also said, wow, she says, it is impossible to relieve ourselves of negative messages. Our brain is like a private beach, 
you're cultivating growth or collecting garbage of others. So it's important to understand that the footprints left on the beach leave an imprint on our mind. Take one step and at a time to replace each stone with a love dove, forgiveness, love, acceptance, and one race, human race, by God's grace. Yes, and. So I have rid my brain of a lot of, of that chatter and um, imprints, if you, yeah, imprints, uh, trauma memories by using sound frequency. And it was preci- it's precision sound frequency called the BOD. And it does a reset on the neural network of the brain, setting it back down to baseline. And um, for me, I mean, it's been amazing. Not only did I get rid of brain chatter, I, re- I got rid of so many different traumas. I'm sure God has more for me to unlock. Um, I wear it during the day. I wear it at night sometimes when I sleep. I wear it for pain. I wear it for stress. I wear it for anxiety and, um, and allergies, for that matter. When I have congestion, I have worn the bod, and um, it gets rid of my congestion. And so it has allowed me to access consciousness in a way that I did not even expect. Um, and I also just want to mention, so we're 37 minutes in, um, we are, you know, I usually have run this live on Blog Talk and Podbean, and uh, Naima Latif, our executive producer, she is running this on Blog Talk uh, for us. I do not, and I cannot accept phone calls on Blog Talk, but you're welcome to watch, if you're listening on Blog Talk, watch on Susan Essentials YouTube or Facebook. And the reason is people were calling in, which I was very, very grateful for. And when I started listening to the replays, you couldn't hear their voice. So the technology didn't allow for it. And so what's the purpose? right, of speaking if you can't be heard. (laughs) And there were times where I was dancing to music, and I'm dancing, but nobody hears music. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that's a new kind of stupid. But anyway, so it was, um, so we, I changed everything up. I'm not running Podbean either. And this show will be um, uploaded to Podbean and Apple and, you know, uh, what Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, uh, whatever is listed here, Rumble, after the show. So you can catch the audio version at that time. It, I just really want people to be heard, and they're speaking, and they think they're being heard, and they're not. So so I, I just decided to change that. Um, my husband, ooh, he's so handsome. Uh, he says, happy to hear that my words and actions are helping you to release. You're welcome. Thanks, Doc. Do you know what he means? He will let us know later. And Naima says, grand rising, beautiful spiritual teachers, thank you for addressing this topic. 
Naimis, uh, you're welcome, and thank you for uh, sharing this on Blogs Talk. I am very grateful. Um, uh, Renata says uh, she lives in Woodstock and would love to take you both on that walk. All you need is a pillowcase marker and meet at McHenry Dam anytime, sister. It's a great tool when dealing with PTSD or survivors like me. So thank you. We are in Georgia. It would be a long walk to Woodstock or McHenry. So I'm assuming she means Illinois. Um, so here is Naima's question. What do you think about when people who are close to you say negative things about you, wow, to others? How does that affect you energetically? Well, thank you for bringing that up because I'd love to talk about this on the show. Um, so I'm going to actually show you what it does to us energetically. Um, I have a visual for that. Uh, so Masuro Emoto, he is a Japanese author and scientist. And um, let me just see if I can pull a quick image here. I usually can. So I'm actually going to see if I can run a quick video on this. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, in an effort to uh, relieve Michelle of speaking and relieve myself of speaking just a little bit. Um, I'm going to show a video of Masuro's, the uh, Masuro Emoto's experiment. And what he explains is that basically our energy, our words, impact the water in our bodies and brain. Now, our bodies are about 70, 75% water. Our brain is 80% water. And um, the science shows that love and gratitude and all those good vibes uh, create a, a physical presence of beauty and a, you know, gorgeous crystals if we froze our water in our body at that point in time, and really the polar opposite if we don't. Um, the, the crystals, if you froze the water, look fractured. I don't want to say the word demonic because that would scare people, but it does, but I'll just say fractured. I guess I already said demonic, so there you go. Um, but, but it does. It looks really bad. And so I'm going to present this video and share the screen and play this so y'all can see it. And um, let me just play this. Experiment. Dr. Emoto's researchers used a glass of Tokyo tap water, which seems to be unable to form crystals, and performed a test. Participants placed the glass in the center of their circle and sent gratitude to the water. Studying the water under the microscope, they started to see a crystal formation. Increased magnification showed the symmetry of the crystal, revealing how the tap water was transformed by the gratitude sent by the group. crystal continued to grow, expressing the energies received. 
the tap water from Tokyo finally produced a beautiful crystal. It was interesting to see children so completely astonished after they witnessed the difference in Tokyo tap water before and after they sent the prayer. Their mothers were kind of skeptical before this experiment. But afterwards, they said, we really have to believe it. Okay, so... You probably... There we go. Vista for business cards. So, it was interesting. Once I learned that, and it was in my consciousness, I actually could physically feel the difference in my body when there was an argument or a negative energy. I literally could feel it, and I almost kind of like visualized that icky crystal-looking thing, right? And so... Um, so Naima, to answer your question, what do you think about when people who are close to you say negative things about you and to others? How does that affect you energetically? Well, first of all, they can hear you whether you're in the room or not. You know, like if, if you, if someone says something negative about someone else, um, don't fool yourself. They can hear you. They hear you energetically, whether they're conscious of the fact that that's why they don't feel comfortable around you anymore. They don't know why they don't feel conscious. But I mean, people like Michelle and I and you do, Naima, uh, we know, right? We, we sense it. We pick it up. And we, we know that if you don't put a cloak over yourself while you're speaking, um, you your energy will travel to that person and they will know, hmm, I don't know, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. It doesn't feel good to me. Something seems off. So, um, it can make you feel depressed. That's so, that's how it makes you feel. I mean, it can make you feel sad. It can make you feel, um, unworthy and it's a vibration you don't need. Michelle, would you like to add to that? Yeah, I think this really goes back to what we were saying toward the beginning of the show. When we have a clear picture of who we are, we don't have to allow negative words being said about us to affect us. Because when we know who we are, then we will know if those words are true. If those words are true, then that is a moment in time for us to look inside, make shifts, maybe make an apology. Um, whatever we, we uh, feel is being called for us to do to shift. But if those words are not true about us, as difficult as it may seem, it does not have to affect us. Because we just say, well, that's not true. That's not who I am. I didn't but, do that. I didn't choose not to receive it, right? Choose not to receive that's it. Correct. Yeah, we do not have to receive it. I, I use the saying, that's on you. You know, if you feel a certain way and it is not 
because of anything that I did or said, et cetera, then that's on you. Um, and that's not, it, it, it can, it, I understand how it can come across sounding like that's rude. It's not my intent to be rude about it. But if I had nothing to do with it and you just feel a certain way because I vibrate higher or differently, if I make you feel a certain way just by me being me, that's not, that's not on me. That's something that you're being called to look at. Like you said, Jody, why do I feel uncomfortable? Why do I feel um, irritable when I'm around this person? Why am I jealous of this person? If we're jealous of someone or we don't like someone, it's probably because they're triggering us in some sort of way, and it's an opportunity for us to rise. So, again, if we look at ourselves, we can stop those negative thoughts that we have in our own head, and we then can choose to rise. And then we don't have to have those negative feelings, and we don't have to receive those, that negativity from anyone else. Okay, so yes, yes, and yes, and I want to add to that. So it was almost a year ago today. It was a year ago, uh, July 2nd. So I had taken a class with Dr., uh, the late Dr. Susan Rossi, and um, it was a, a, a couple weeks long at her home. And... Uh, now a very good friend of mine, Jen, was uh, one of the teachers of that class. And uh, she's really the divine feminine all day long. If You can't miss it. <laughs> I mean, she could probably use a little divine masculine, right? And I could use more divine feminine. Um, and She showed up as my sister, um, who in the past I had probably not the best relationship with in the past. And she showed up and triggered me, and I got a little pissed. <laughs> now, she showed up as a divine masculine, but she's the most feminine person on the fucking planet. She showed up for me so I could clear my issues with my sister. Mine. Not my sister's issue. Not Jen's issue. It was my issue. When you can get, and I guess I'll pat myself on the back for that, when you can get to a point where you can start looking at who you are and that you're getting triggered and that the universe is giving you an opportunity to clear some crap. Wow, there's some serious power in that. Because then you don't have to carry the rocks, as Renata said. You don't have to carry those boulders anymore. And they can get heavy. They can get really heavy. And so it's, you know, powerful when... We 
fear of looking at who we are. Uh, last night I spoke to my husband about the confrontation. Okay? Independence and love can coexist, right? So I said, I think someone sold a lot of people a bag of shit about the word confrontation. I said, so maybe we can shift our thinking, and not just him, like the world, right? Um, He certainly wasn't the only one, and I don't think he has this mindset anymore. Um, Shift our thinking about the word confrontation. Confrontation's amazing. Confrontation allows you to speak your truth, to get clarity about your truth, their truth, to have agreements and understanding, compassion, love, and joy. And then you let all the crap go, which was a program belief anyway. Confrontation is beauty wrapped up in a different bow that you're not familiar with. And so we have an opportunity to shift our thinking about the word confrontation. Because if you want to have independence in a relationship and you want to have love in a relationship, and yes, they can coexist, you must, in my opinion, have confrontation, which means not negative. It's a dialogue. It's an opportunity to share. It's an opportunity to listen. And really, I want to talk about the listening component. My husband has been my teacher in that, and and I really, there's no sarcasm in here, okay? Really, he had some stuff I didn't like. And it had me really think about what it was, some of these behaviors of myself and some of the behaviors of him. And then it gave me distinctions to make me a better version of me so I could help others. And then as soon as I had gotten the message, he released the behavior. I'm like, okay, that's clear. He was just here to teach me. And there was, oh, there was something I was going to mention about that. But I forget now. Okay, I lost track. So you've got to have a dialogue. <laughs> oh, so this dialogue, to have a dialogue, um, we have an opportunity to shift our thinking about this and have a lot of growth. And so you can exchange your, your, you can exchange your meaning of confrontation for something negative and replace it, the word confrontation, with something positive, love, peace, joy. You have a choice in the matter. So you take this word called confrontation, which has a negative connotation, Let's say it has a skull and crossbones on it because I imprint images on things I don't like, right, like toxic food. And you can now take a heart. You can take the sun. You can take the moon. You can take blue skies. And you can imprint that on the word confrontation and know that you're going to get what you want in the end if you play with it. Anything you want to add to that, Michelle? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it comes down to communication. And that word confrontation 
I'm glad you honed in on listening because that's really what I wanted to talk about. <sighs> yes, people do listen to respond, and there's this thing called already listening, right? So they're, you know, you're talking, and they're, they, they've got the response, and they're actually not even listening. And then um, there's this thing called, I, I don't have a word for it, but where someone listens, and I see this a lot, and because of who I am, meaning I'm a, all the clears, um, I can see things that people don't see. So um, I could say something to <laughs> never happen with Naima or Michelle, so I'll use you guys in ex as an example, okay? So I would say something to you, and it almost bounces off of your etheric field, and I see the words travel somewhere else. But Michelle or Naima would be able to parrot back what I said exactly because you're both smart. You could parrot it in a second. But I, as an empath, I know that you never took it in. Like, it didn't sink in. You were able to repeat it, but you weren't able to internalize it and feel it and feel how I feel. And I see the difference when people do that. I see it all day long. And so I think for the person that I'm thinking about, that person had so much confrontation that they literally trained themselves to be able to parrot the information back so the person would technically be heard, right? But they didn't take it in to do anything about it, to shift a thinking or shift an energy or shift a mindset. And I could always tell the difference. And is it raining by you? Is that thunder? Wow. Yeah, you could hear that? Mm -hmm. A huge strike of lightning just came through and the internet just went <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I feel a lot of times when it rains, it's God's talking, especially the thunder. That's just according to Jody. Um, but that shift of not just repeating what the partner says or the person that you're working with, but really taking in what they said, step into their shoes, feel about it, think about it, be about it and then say, huh, I wonder if there's something I should do differently, like as the person receiving the information and choose either to do differently and receive the, the idea and, and do something different or say, you know, I really thought about it. It does not resonate with me. And by the way, you're allowed to not have it resonate. Like that's your divine right. Um, Teddy says, good morning, Susan Essentials. You can just call me Jody, you know, Rev Jody. She says, the power of words is underrated. Be careful what is spoken. Yes, in the Jewish tradition, 
most people uh, that know me from my childhood know that I was born Jewish. Most people don't know that I converted to Christianity. <laughs> These are very interesting thunderstorm uh, in conjunction with what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay, so I converted, and but one of the things that we used to do on Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement, is apologize for anything we may have said that was harmful to you in any way, and it was every single year, and I didn't really take it seriously, because I thought people were just kind of going through, going back to uh parroting, not really listening, not really feeling. So everyone would, like, say, oh, I'm sorry for whatever I did in the last year, and, like, that was their atonement. I'm like, that doesn't cut it. doesn't cut it at all for me. And I'm like, I'm not even an intuitive at that point that I'm aware of. I mean, I was, but didn't know. But, you know, I'm a kid, and I'm like, yeah, this does not resonate. <laughs> you know, so people, I say all this to say this. People feel you, and if you think you think that you can hide behind those, you can't hide feelings. They feel you. And so you, just going to say, you got to step into that. And if you want love, you have to. You have to listen, you have to contemplate, and you have to show up like you care. And make sure. Thank you, Jesus. Damn. actions from others help you to release things that do not serve you. Absolutely, Dolly. Isn't he a handsome man? I got back rubbed this morning before I got out of bed. (laughs) Thank you, Renata, for sharing this live. I see that you figured out how to do that. God bless. Thank you. Um, So Why don't we go to commercial? We haven't done that yet. And I know you could use a, a, a voice pause. So could I. We are very grateful um, that everybody's here. Tara LaSpina, hello from Australia. You are awesome. Um, nice. Thank you for popping in. We appreciate you. And then Renata says, Jody, look up Sandra Cajun, Cajun Coral Farm, certified like you, healer and also organic farmer. Hey, thank you for that. That's cool. Love organic. All right. So let me go to commercial real quick, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Get yourself a cup of joe. If you like me, I have dandelion coffee, right? And I put all my nutrients in there. I really couldn't ask for better timing. Nutrients. Yes. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you. All right, we're going to run a couple commercials. So please come back. Don't go too far. Get your java, go to the bathroom, get your water, get your protein shake, whatever. Come back. We love you. We like you. We love having you here. All right. Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Sell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Jody Susan, Susan Essentials. I started Susan Essentials in 2015 because of a personal health journey. I was over-medicated and put on 19 different medications. And yes, I reversed all my chronic diseases using plant and energy-based healing. It was amazing. At Susan Essentials, we support both consumers and businesses. And we do that with helping your employees or yourself with a food as medicine mindset. How Susan Essentials supports businesses and consumers is we teach people about a food as medicine mindset. So we support people on how to support their own immune system, how to support their brain health, how to support their emotional well-being. And we do that all with plant and an energy-based healing. We are back, um, and uh, I want to thank uh, Naima for asking such great questions and contributing uh, to our show today, um, and Renata for sharing such insights, amazing, and um, Tara, uh, what's it like in Australia today, and you know, what questions might you have about independence and love and how they coexist? Yeah, so if you guys have questions about how to, you know, I think we, it might be a good idea, Michelle. Why don't we talk about healthy boundaries? Because I think healthy boundaries are key. So I'll, I'll lead, um, given that you're saving your voice for, um, for tonight. And um, healthy boundaries, let me just start with this. No is a complete sentence. Um, Wow, it's 11.10 p.m. over there, and it's raining. Yeah, we got some serious rain here going here, too. Yeah. Cool beans. Thank you. So you're, oh, wow, you're, like, 14 hours ahead. Crap. Okay. Well, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Um, so healthy boundaries is being willing to say no and with love. Right? You don't have to be mean. 
No is a complete sentence. You don't have to be mean about it. Uh, it can be a thank you. It's a great idea. And it's not for me right now, right? I was supposed to see Michelle in concert last night. Um, I was highly frustrated with all the crap I'm dealing with, um, with my website stuff. Was not in a space to go out. <laughs> Andrew says, well, do you mind if I go out? I said, have at it. Oh, you don't want to be here with me right now anyway. <laughs> so, um, and so it's about allowing, you know, having boundaries for yourself because I needed time to breathe through all the things that were coming my way and then breathe through it and release it. Now, if I take that negative energy and I go to a concert, I'm going to be like feeling overwhelmed, um, input overload. And so I'm not living by my highest values. At that moment in time, then my highest value is something else, right? And so, um, oh, Fagla wants to come on. Can you hear Fagla downstairs? No, the door is closed, but I hear her loud and clear. So she wants on. So I'll go down there and get her in a little bit. I'll, I'll run a commercial or whatever. Uh, or maybe my husband, if he's listening to this at this point in time, he can bring Fagel up and Tinkerbell up. Um, but going back to healthy boundaries is that um, we, a lot of women I've heard, and this has not been me, like when they were in relationships, and they needed time from their husband or their kids, they hid in the bathroom. <laughs> like, and just sat on the job. I've heard that. And so the question is, we're not going to wear a white shirt with Bagel and Tinkerbell because then we don't have a white shirt anymore. It's multicolored. And so um, what would it look like to just share what you need and create a boundary for that. What do you suggest for people, Michelle, when creating healthy boundaries? Yeah, um, I've actually done this with many clients that feel, um, and women, um, these are women that have families, um, that feel like they are not allowed to take the time for themselves that they are not allowed to take a bath without being interrupted, right? Or I had a client who really wanted to take some um, schooling in the evening, and it was only, you know, a couple of nights a week. Um, and she really needed help um, communicating her desire and her need to her family, her husband and her children. Um, because she had created an environment where she really did pretty much everything, right? She was always there at bedtime. She always was the one that was um, doing the routines, right? Even if the husband wasn't around or, you know, 
just didn't feel like it. She was the one that always did it. And while there's not anything inherently wrong, if that's the way you desire it to be, that's fine. But she had created this environment where she could not step back without disrupting the entire family unit, right? So it really was teaching her about communicating. And especially when you have small children, it's very important, I think, to show them, look, mommy, daddy, we have things in our life that we desire to do. Just like you get to go to school during the day, I want to learn something new. And this is what I'm learning, and here's the amount of time that it's going to take. And while I understand it's going to take some time away from you, understand that this is important for mommy to do, for daddy to do, right? And when you explain it to them, then they understand, oh, okay, mommy knows that she's important, and mommy's taking time for herself, and I need to respect that. And then what that also does is it gives them permission. They understand that they are important. And if they need a time out, if they just want to be left alone, then they understand that they have permission to do so. I think it's very important that we teach our children that we don't, they don't always have to be around us either. They can take time to be with themselves, and that's a wonderful thing. I was raised as an only child, and so I spent a lot of time alone. And now as an adult, I crave that alone time because being around people too much, um, it exhausts me um, because I just I need to be by myself. Because that's what I'm comfortable with. You would think that, you know, being on stage in front of hundreds and thousands of people every week, that, you know, I might crave that. I don't crave that. I actually crave my alone time. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, creating those boundaries for ourselves and then communicating those with our family or our friends, it not only solidifies your stability in yourself and your love for yourself, but it gives those others permission to do the same. And I think that a lot of times people don't understand that it is okay. So I agree with you, and I will take it one step further, right? So we're teaching our children how to treat us, we're teaching our children how to be treated, right? And like you said, by giving them permission, what we demonstrate in the home is what they're going to do out there. So we are their teachers. So if you're doing something that doesn't align with your highest values and you have kids, ask yourself if you want your child doing what you're doing. That'll shift you fast, right? And consider the fact that if you choose to not do it for you, okay, you're actually not only robbing yourself of the experience, 
you are robbing your entire family of an experience that they needed to have by you living by your highest value. It's, we forget that we're here to teach. I mean, like, if my mom didn't do the things that she did, I would not have learned. The good and the bad, by the way. And so maybe if, if you need this, I know I'm saying you have to think about it this way. If you need that push, consider the fact that you might be robbing somebody of an experience by not doing what you're supposed to do. And then releasing really guilt. <laughs> so don't want you walking around feeling guilty. Renata has a really good question. I want to address it. She says, since shutdown, and 17 years of isolation in marriage, which is one of the loneliest places to be if you're in an isolated marriage. Um, uh, I'm very uh, sorry that that happened. Um, she says, I really find it hard. I see only my son in the grocery store, et cetera. How do you find the desire? So first of all, I want you to think of this this way. Um, and we have two girls. So hold on a second. And we're going to come right back to this, Renata. Hi, beautiful. Oh. And here's Fagala. Come just say hello, and then you come back on, okay? Just come and say hello. And then... Okay. So this is Tinkerbell. This is Fagala. They are my supervisors. <laughs> All right, so I know you prefer to stay on the cage, yes? Okay, so we're going to let you stay there. Back over here. So Tinkerbell's a little shy, so we want to honor that. And Sigma likes to be in the limelight, and so we'll honor that. Um, so she says, Renata says, love birds, but allergic time three. So, Renata, I'm going to assert as an intuitive that your allergies are due to trauma, okay? But we can talk about that offline. Um, so, going back to how do you find the desire, the 17 years of isolation in a marriage and finding it hard, you know, and that you only see basically you're doing the bare minimum. And I hear you. And... I actually had a similar experience, not the same, on any level, not as deep. And um, it was after COVID. And I became very isolated, didn't want to leave the house. And look, I wasn't afraid of getting sick. I was afraid of people's personality. <laughs> I was never afraid of getting sick, people. Um, after reversing, you know, 29 chronic conditions, like, okay, you know, bring it on, right? <laughs> bring it on. Uh, show me something I can't reverse. Go for it. Um, but what I would say to you, and I know Michelle's going to have coaching around this, is that it's baby steps, and it's one step at a time. Because... It occurs to me that there, you need to recreate experiences 
that create safety for you where you can, you know, maybe just go have a cup of coffee somewhere by yourself, actually, is what I'm hearing, just to be, and then with a friend, and, you know, build up slowly, or going for a walk. Okay, thank you. Oh, oh, I see what's going on. Thank you. I think she wants to add. Okay, ooh, don't go down on my shirt. <laughs> so, um, okay, so what is it that you want to add? Is it, it's poor Renata. Okay, so what is it that you want to add? Okay, so Renata um, Bagela is saying for you, she says, focus on loving you, self-love. And she says, um, okay, get out of my shirt. She says, focus on loving you. Do the small but high-value activities that bring you great joy and expand from there. Um, anything else on that? There is, okay. She said, stop worrying about what other people think. She says, they don't matter. And she says, you are a, a, a divine child of God. She goes, I, I hear that. I know that. She goes, now walk like that. Anything else? Or no. No. She says, let Michelle take the show. Go for it. I honestly really don't have anything to add. I think that was beautiful. From Bagula, um, who is a divine child of God, too, so she got it from spirit. So there you go. Thank you. Um, so, anaphylaxis. What's anaphylaxis? Is that like you, your body shuts down? Is that what that is again? When you can't breathe. Yeah. Oh, you were arrested for telling news of their rights of mass games. Yeah, I was so I was chased around Whole Foods. <laughs> in 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 where was it? Um, I guess it was like Lake Zurich, Barrington, like that area. So I go into Whole Foods and then being chased around because I wasn't masked up, and that's where my fear came in, right? So I was afraid to leave the house. I'm like, okay, there's a bunch of crazy people out here. Um, I'm hiding, I'm not coming out, I ordered all my food, and like people think I'm doing this because of the disease, I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, I, I can reverse that shit, you know, um, so I, I feel you. Um, so Renata says, um, I was, I, I live with 34-year-old son, no friends on O2 was poisoned in 12, sleeping on couch since 2012. Um, yeah, so here's the thing. Your throat closing and the swelling, this is the energy um, that needs to be released that you cannot be heard. And this energy is actually closing your own throat chakra, okay? And because, so your body has a trauma to a lot of different things. It's not a one thing. And it's actually showing up as, it's manifesting physically for you. 
Um, She says, ha-ha, nope, I refuse. I made masks like Zora with Kremlin mouth cover. <laughs> and she says, I only only happens when I eat fish or use or use what I'm allergic to. Yeah, um, and I would assert that there's a possibility that while it may not happen to your throat, that there's some other traumas and sensitivities involved where it doesn't show up in your throat, but maybe you have an extended stomach or, you know, some other type of inflammation. Um, and look, you're not alone, so I'm really glad um, that you're bringing this up. Um, the whole world has been under trauma for the last, you know, since 2020, okay? And many people were under trauma prior to that, of course, but we can all collectively say that everyone had trauma. And what we know in traditional Chinese medicine is that when we consume foods and our body is in a traumatized state, and especially if we don't rotate those foods, our body starts to see food as a predator. And when we see food as a predator, then our body our body's response is inflammation, okay, chronic inflammation. And that can be reversed, which I help people do that, um, using a, a variety of uh, approaches and uh, a blended approach. Everything I do is blended. And so, um, you know, I will just say that it's something we serve um, across state lines or country lines. And that as well too. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, so and so Renata sharing what happened to her in 1976, um, being in a, um, she's had a series of traumas. So, what I want to say is. You have an opportunity, and anybody like you and like me, to stop living in the trauma and release it and give it to God and no longer have the physical responses associated with that trauma. Because all disease, and I do mean all disease, is rooted in our emotions, and they're not the happy emotions. <laughs> they're the stressful emotions. So what is it that, did, am I covering what you want me to, I am, okay. Would you like to add to that, Michelle, or would you like me to go to commercial? Um, <clears throat> I'll just add something really quickly. You know, yes, when we have physical um, responses, it can create a cycle for us mm -hmm. because then we get in our head and we become depressed or sad or whatever, and then it continues, right? Then we have another physical response and then we get back in our head and it just continues in the cycle. And we have the opportunity, though no one is saying that it is easy, 
absolutely not easy necessarily. And yet we have the opportunity to step outside of that and say, no more, no more. I'm claiming my wholeness. I'm claiming my healing. I am taking my life back. Because when we give in consistently to illness, disease, to um, accidents, I mean, I know Jody is with me on this. Even accidents are a result of energy. Oh, all the way. Yeah. And, and it's not popular to believe that we attract everything that we experience. But just because it's not popular doesn't make it true, doesn't make it wrong, rather. Mm-hmm. So... It is important for us to understand that we have the power to, again, say no more. I'm taking my health back, I'm taking my life back, and I'm going to um, take the steps that are presented to me to be able to heal and become whole again. Because we are not called to live as a victim. We are free. We are God's children. And if we believe that, then we need to live like that. Amen, sister. I'm typing something in here. Uh, I just have to spell it correctly, and then I'll share it. What I'm suggesting is this. Release the old identity and receive the identity that aligns with your soul. No one said you had to keep that old identity. So let that sit for a minute. Does the identity you have now resonate with you? Or would you like to co-create with the universe something different, right? And Renata says, yeah, I'm not unhappy. I crochet. I, I, very, I, I created the Raft Act, worked on um, great ideas. I can draw. I paint. I create a giveaway to elders or whomever. Well, and that is awesome. I'm just going to ask you this. And I don't, there's no right or wrong answer. Well, there is a right or wrong answer for you, not for me. Does it fuel your soul? Are you living by your highest values? So there's um, Dr. John D. Martini. And what I would um, say is that you might want to take his free uh, values assessment. And um, I'm typing in it right now because um, it is, it, according to him, and I agree, the most important factor um, in human behavior. So I'm going to uh, share his link in here, but I'm also just going to show it real quick. Um, I studied under him 
for years. Um, I find him enlightening. So you can uh, know yourself, be yourself, love yourself, determine your hierarchy of values. This is him. I had the pleasure of working underneath, you know, training under him. And you can determine your values now. Um, and it's a free 13-step process to uncover your highest priorities. And so here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this. If you are not living by your highest values, you are causing yourself internal stress. And when you're that kind of stress, you can't have love and you still want to people please. And you're looking outside yourself for approval. And it doesn't work. The only one who can approve you is God and you. Right? And spoiler alert, God always proves. So, um, so... All right, so I'm going to go to a quick commercial, and if there's something you, whoever's listening here, would like to ask a question, I encourage you to post your question in the thread so that we can, you know, uh, answer that question, all right? So give me a minute here. I'm going to run a, a commercial about my functional food program. The introduction price was $99. I haven't gotten that fixed yet. It's no longer $99, but you can listen to everything but the price. Okay, there you go. There's my thing. Julie Susan of Tucson Essentials was misdiagnosed and nearly died in 2013. Instead, she chose to reclaim her health using plant and energy-based healing. After losing 92 pounds, she now offers the psychologist and doctor-recommended functional food program, focusing on two things toxic free living, and a connection to our brain health. Tucson Essentials re-engineered with help us life with a self-paced functional food program now available to you with plans starting at just $99. One more. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Sell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. All right, we are back. Um, So, Michelle... Would you like to talk with me about the four agreements, Don Miguel? I will have to pull them up because I don't have them memorized. You're going to pull them beautiful. No, I'm on it, honey. (laughs) Then, yes, we can chat about that for sure. Okay. So, the four agreements. So, look, 
in order for you to have love and independence in your relationship, again, you need to know you. You need to work on you, being centered, being balanced. And Miguel Ruiz um, has a book called The Four Agreements, and this is his, um, you know, uh, this is like a poster that he has that truncates the information. But I encourage you to either listen to it on Audible or, you know, get the book. It's a quick read. And I'll tell you the story. I was in grad school, and it was 2016. I'm at the tail end of my health journey where I was reversing the 29 chronic conditions lost almost 100 pounds, right? And no less than three people in that, like in two days, suggested that I read the book. Hmm, okay. Maybe there's a message there for me. So let's start with, let's see if I can make this bigger. Um, is it bigger? Oh, I have an idea, here we go. Maybe not. <clears throat> So the first one is be impeccable with your word. And I'll read this out loud. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. And avoid using the word to speak against. Listen to this, folks. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. And use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. People's self-abuse is a rampant thing. And we talked earlier about um, Masaru Emoto's scientific experiment about bad words. And so if you are talking against yourself, you are physically hurting yourself. Agreed? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Next one, don't take anything personally. This was always difficult for me to do. I, I'm really good about speaking with integrity, and I'm really good about not gossiping uh, about others or even speaking against myself. But this was always a tough one for me to do. Nothing other, you too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing others do is because of you. Now, that's a hard one to take on, but do it anyway. <laughs> so what others say and do is a projection of their own reality. And when you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. This is what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, with Naima's question about when other people speak negatively about you. We don't have to take that on. Um, we can become immune to the opinions and actions of others. It's not easy. But when we do, when we understand that it is truly not about us in most situations. Of course, if someone is speaking to you in love and they are speaking their truth, that might be an opportunity for us to look at ourselves. However, if they're speaking negatively about us and they're just feeling things that are not true, then that truly is a projection of their own reality. And it really has nothing to do with us. 
so many things have nothing to do with us, but yet we get stuck in our head that, um, you know, it, we make it mean something about us, and it does not have to. Typically, it doesn't mean anything about us. So, so true. And I told this story last week when I had uh, Jeremy Freeman from the Freeman Formula on the show that um, the other week I had sent out a communication to this group of uh, mental health practitioners about, you know, in Illinois they're shifting the phrase uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, to PTSI, post-traumatic stress injury. And there's a lot of different reasons, and we're not going to go into it today, about why they would do that. And, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, and I sent it out on behalf of my um, my former uh, doctor of psychology, Dr. Michelle Kukla, who's in Palatine. I got attacked by this woman who got totally triggered. And I'm like, but you're entitled to have your opinion. And then you're also entitled not to attack me for it, you know, <laughs> for having your opinion. And I didn't take it personally, and I really got that God was trying to show me, hey, this one's really obvious. Like, this is not about you. That is that person. Nobody else, you know, look, we don't actually have to agree on stuff. <laughs> no one ever said you have to agree. You can just, like, okay, that one's not for me. Bless you. Thank you. Okay. So then the next one. Can we see that okay? Yeah. So don't make assumptions. Now, this is a big one. This is not mine anymore. Um, not really. I mean, I, I'm sure there are times, I know that there are times where I make assumptions and I catch myself, but it's not my Achilles heel anymore, which is find the courage to ask questions and express what you really want. That's so important, people. So communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, to avoid sadness and drama. And really, what he says, with just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life, okay? It is so huge. Like, when you're not assuming that what people are saying is against you, right, and you're willing to get clarity, say, hey, you know what? Can I just have some clarity on that because I don't really completely get it, right? That's not offensive. Um, hey, what is that? And if you don't want to say that, you can say, um, here's some other verbiage because I used to spend years with my counselor just getting verbiage because <laughs> I really wanted a different way to speak. And you could also say, well, what does that look like? What would that look like to you, right? And so you're, it's not offensive. It's still confrontation, and it's filled with love, joy, peace, and happiness. There you go. I think that comes through a lot in text messages versus speaking, right? Because we don't always know the intent behind or the the color in the words that might have been texted. Um, and so I think it's important if we receive a text that 
first option, right? If we can't pick up the phone and ask the question, then at least clarify via text so that we don't assume that we know the intent or the meaning behind the words that somebody typed out. And oftentimes, it's, um, you know, we see... Um, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. So I just wore my coffee, and I didn't have a... So I'm, like, using crunchy paper to clear it. Oh, no. Your voice to be cut off, so I'm just like, let me just finish my cleanup there. Oh, no. Okay. Carry on. I just don't want, like, people who are listening to not hear you. I no. Know. I'm sorry. It's funny. Um, but, you know, if, if we assume that something is negative, um, or if we assume something in a text, and we, we then internalize it, right, and we make it about ourselves, we take it personally, and then later, the person on the other end of that conversation doesn't understand why we're upset, we've, you know, we could have lost hours of our day, if not more, that um, we didn't have to because we assumed something that was not somebody else's intent. So it is very important that we not only not take things personally, but regarding these assumptions, just clarify. It doesn't take two seconds to ask for clarification, and it can save everyone a whole lot of heartache and perhaps arguing and hurt, you know, just based on the fact that we assumed something that was not actually somebody else's intent. So this is very important. Well, and I want to do a yes and to that. Um, so going back to this lady who attacked me, <clears throat> or attacked the message, really, she attacked the message and she, she did attack me. I didn't choose to let her, but actually I did. Let's just own that. So even though I know that it wasn't about me, um, so let's go back here. And I did ask her questions, and I did communicate with her, and I did try to avoid, you know, the stuff. I said, hey, you know, um, but she was attacking my credentials, but I didn't have the same credentials as she did, so I didn't have the right to share about PTSD. <laughs> like, okay. Does that mean, because I don't have your credentials, I don't have, I'm not entitled to my opinion. And the answer is no to that. I'm entitled to my opinion, as you are. But the problem was, even though um, I thought I wasn't, I was trying not to take it personally, I knew it was about her, right? And I did find the courage to ask questions, okay, and express, you know, that I was doing this on behalf of, you know, the doctor in Illinois. I still let it consume my day. So I gave my power away. Guys, this is only two weeks ago, so we are all a work in progress, okay? So I still gave my power away. And 
while I didn't pick up the dice with her, I was hurting inside. And I was internalizing, like, well, but I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just sharing, you know. And so what I'm trying to say is, one, we're all a work in progress. You can, you know, not make the assumption that, you know, and you can, let me get back up here, not take it personally. You can try. <laughs> but sometimes you're still, even if you don't, you know it's not about you. I knew it wasn't about me. I was like, boop, 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 why? <laughs> boop, 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 why? So, like, because I personally get very thwarted by the lack of consciousness by some people. <laughs> and I have to let that go. Just going to say. I get it. So I want to say, love yourself where you're at with this. Because we're all works in progress. And I'm here just telling the truth. Like, neither Michelle nor I are perfect. And... The fact that we struggled with these things allows us to speak eloquently about it, but it doesn't mean that we still don't get triggered. Agreed? Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, kind of effed up, right? Like, okay, so you've got the manual, and you can do it sometimes, and sometimes you can't. Ooh. Okay. All right. So one more. Let me just go back here. This one is my favorite. Always do your best. Now, I'm going to read it word for word, but, I mean, I can talk to this one all day. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstance, simply do your best, and you'll avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. Now, we talked about self-abuse and self-judgment. It actually physically changes your body. Don't do it. <laughs> Love yourself. Now, here is a word that I, or a phrase I want you all to adopt, okay? And I'm typing it up there. When something goes wrong, plot twist. Okay? Flat twist. Okay. Oopsie. Flat twist. Let's stop worrying about this shit, shall we? And so, um, my girlfriend here is on my head. Come on. And look, I broke my wrist um, for about five weeks ago, right? Um, now I can go without a a uh, brace from time to time. So my best, doing my best, definitely was different during those five weeks and and today than what it was before I broke my wrist. And if I continued to make my, which I didn't, but if I made myself wrong for not being able to get the dishes done or vacuum or type fast or whatever, or go for a walk because it has too inflamed, well, then I'm hurting myself even worse, and it stops my healing process. So 
question yourself, um, hey, is this for my highest good? When you feel off kilter, off balance, you can say, is this for my highest good? You, you want to add to that? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm feeling this so um, strongly today because um, obviously being sick, um, I am not at my typical best. And last night I had a quarter of a voice to sing. And it was a big show, you know, it's public, it's for um, Independence Day celebration. And I was disappointed. And yet, I also knew that I was doing my best. And I am very pleased to be able to say that I did not allow it to, um, you know, I didn't make it about me doing something wrong. I did everything I could. I used all the voice I could, and I'll do the same tonight. Will it be the way it is when I'm healthy? No. But it will be my best. And I think that we, I think this also does go back to the self-talk, right? Because I could very easily have been, for me, because in the past I've had a tendency to be able to do this very easily. Um, being upset with myself for being sick, for not being able to sing the way I normally would. But what is that getting me? First of all, did I, did I choose We'll just go with this. Did I choose to be sick in that moment? No. Did I bring it on myself? Of course I did. But I didn't, I did not consciously choose to be sick on a day when I had, or on a weekend when I had two shows, right? Or actually four shows. I've had my last one. I won't get a rest, thankfully. But I could have very easily taken it on myself. And we we can't do that if we if we truly love ourselves and honor ourselves then we have to understand that sometimes our best is not going to be 100% it's going to be 80% and we we need to give ourselves grace we talk about this you know grace is a very big word and when we can give ourselves grace it changes everything because then we have self-acceptance and not in a way that relieves us of trying to do better, but in a way that says at the end of the day, yes, I did all I could and I feel Come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives. At show up, Anybody knows how to show up, you know how to show up, and you're consistent.
and whether, you know, I, I, I typically I don't feel, and I, I mean this on stage, off stage, uh, or this stage, whatever. Um. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Um, you know that you're trying harder to achieve that greatness. And the beauty about you is your tenacity, your determination. You're someone who doesn't give up and you inspire others to do more. And you inspire others to be the best version of themselves. And you inspire people to think outside the box. And you inspire, you inspire, you inspire. Thank you. And you are such a beautiful soul. And I'm just going to say this. God gave you a really beautiful external package. And a lot of people see that. And I'm just going to say, they are cheating themselves. Because if they don't know the internal you, they completely You're the best. Thank you. I love you. If that, if, if you hadn't figured that out yet. Spoiler <laughs> alert. What? What? It's a love fest over here. Yeah, we all have fun. And he's like, uh, she's amazing. Amazing last night. Um, so we're at 10.01. And on a day that we should not be going over, this is the day. <laughs> so I'll just acknowledge these last comments. Uh, Teddy, uh, she says, thank you for all your share, uh, caring and sharing wisdom and truth for this world. God bless you. And likewise, Teddy, you're a wise soul. And Renata says, you need to develop a telegram channel. Millions would benefit it is so user-friendly, and it is freedom of speech. You can have live chats where people can see you and speak to you. You can have raised hand to speak or open forum. Take a peek, ladies, so God's work can be done. Okay, I'll look. I'll ask God if it's for our highest good, and if I do, if he says yes, then I will explore that. Um and she says, or I, will, I, I should say, I suggest, right? Because need is a deficit. I hear you. Thank you for learning. Um, thank you for being a student. We all are students, right? Mm-hmm. And then she says, love music and singer myself. Awesome. I will check out your YouTube channel. And she says, uh, scat queen blue. So, yeah. Michelle, do, do you guys want to tell me what that is? Oh, scatting is. I can't do it right now, but um, it's very prominent in blues, or it would be, um, this is going to be some, I'm going to try to give a, a pop example, like maybe Christina Aguilera, where she runs with her voice. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So I really don't. What you do is completely foreign to me. 
And um, so I'll just admit this. Um, uh, she says you put your lyrics live. Peeps, I'm going to say this. So I'm, I'm going to be 60 this year in a few months. And I'm also going to say that when I turned 50, I saw the Rolling Stones. And my girlfriend um, from Illinois took me to the concert for my 50th birthday, which is when I confessed to her I did not know who they were. Now, I knew their songs, but I had no idea who they were. Okay, so yes, not my gift. So happy to be surrounded by people who know more than me in that area. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And you love music. You love to dance, and you enjoy music. I love that. I love music. My dad, um, he brought in some people when we were kids, and he lined up the entire family, and he taught all of us how to dance. It was hilarious. Like, you know, I think I was probably four or five years old at the time. And so we're all dancers. It's hilarious, and we all love music, but I just, Look, I spent so many decades sick that I took in what I absolutely needed to survive. So it is what it is. I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, I love the Rolling Stones. I, I love Band X. My girlfriend. And, um, and, and, and with all that, I'm going to say thank you to everybody. And um, we are going to uh, tune off and because we're passing Michelle needs to save her voice, and I'm really grateful for everyone showing up, all right? So um, let's see if I – and just in case you want to uh, get in touch, we had that running earlier. There you go. All right. And yay. Wait, so – 